Why, hello, everyone. Now, you see, the Chili Crew has not been able to meet like they normally do, so we've been forced to make episodes based upon some of our live casts we've done on the Facebooks. Now, I may not understand all the technical know-how and terminology, but I believe one of the Chili Crew has informed me that because they're taking these episodes from their live cast, some of the audio might sound like it's coming from a rotary phone. I don't see what the problem is. Rotary sounded absolutely fine to me. Oh, right, right. So anyway, please forgive some of the uh, uh, breaks and conversations you might hear from time to time. But just know we're doing our best to make it sound wonderful. And by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, they go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Listen, we've been praying for all of you, and we hope that all of you are staying safe and staying healthy. And until we meet again, please keep the conversation going. We love you and enjoy. And just as a personal side note, we have been recording some new episodes, so very soon we'll be back to normal. Well, back to normal for the Chili Crew, that is. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, how about we launch with a word of prayer. Actually, I'll, I'll do the word of prayer real quick. And then Tom, start out with the topic after you're done. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. I pray, Lord, that it will be uh, well spent uplifting your name and showing people your character and your love, Father. Send your Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and also to those who are listening and watching. And I pray for uh, all of us to engage and continue the conversation. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you for all of this. In your heavenly name, amen. Have we actually got word yet the fact that we're supposed to take off our headphones? What? I just always wear a hat, so it just, I, I take it off anyway. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't decide, did we? No, like, we didn't. No, I, didn't, like, I was thinking about it as I was like, oh, wait. Okay, so, all right, so, yeah. so, so somebody, if they're watching, may be confused. Okay, so last time... All right, scripture does technically say that it is a shame for man to wear a hat while praying. So, you know, it's it's just disrespectful type of thing. So, but we didn't really know if headphones are counted for that. So, we don't we don't really know. <laughs> I mean, it's a head garment, but it's like it, yeah, uh, it's it's, it's uh, there, but it's not. I wouldn't wear these for Protect my head from anything, though. Oh, it's raining. Let me get my headphones. <laughs> Your ears will be warm, at least, okay? All right. So, jumping right into it. A listener, was it two weeks ago? Yes. Two weeks ago. Two podcasts ago. Yeah. Asked us a question about how does Christians know that we have prayer? And I tell you what, that, that took us for a tailspin. We want to attack this question right, and um, lots of prayer, lots of uh, thinking, discussions about the right way to talk about this. And so, for those that are, are, are listening, we want to pose this question to you the same way as we're going to take it tonight, which is, how do you know personally that Christianity is, is it? Is, is it? How do we know we got it right? And this is going for a, a personal faith statement. So who wants to jump on this first? And uh, we'll just keep the conversation rolling around it. Right, and so go ahead and go ahead and read it out so, we, so we're real direct here. The other guys can't see the screen. How do you know that Christianity has it right? Personally, Wayne, why, why do you know that Christianity has it right? 
bring, being raised up in a, in a Christian home and in the church, uh, the Baptist church. Thank you, Mike Benville. Uh, that's for you, Mike. You know, I tell you what, I, I think the Baptist church gets enough, like, so many props from us every, every episode. I know, but that's, I mean, that's where I was raised and indoctrinated right. in the truth. I think, I think because of the way things were, we had good teachers and they shared God's word with us. I think that was the beginning of it. Introduced to it. The beginning of it. I mean, you're introduced to Jesus. And if that doesn't affect you, I don't know what does. And the love and the sacrifice that God gave us, that's got to work in your mind. It's got to work in your heart. But I would say one of the biggest things is uh, God prompted. God prompted my heart, my mind, my soul to, to follow him. I mean, was it always a good, even road? No. It wasn't because there were times when I rejected it. Just like you reject your own father, uh, they want to they wanna lead you. They want to tell you what you should be doing. Well, in all honesty, God is like our father. And, and God prompts us and tries to move us in a direction. And sometimes we reject that. Um, but I think he gets us with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't feel that, if you don't see that in your life, you have some issues. Here's here's just one thing I want to throw out there. Am I okay to do this? Okay. One one thing I was just thinking about as we were getting ready. Uh, this book, our Bible, God's Word, is over two thousand years old. Justin, did you give us the right date on that? Did you know? <laughs> I would over two thousand years old. Well, the Bible itself was actually put together uh, around around uh, five hundred A.D. Like. The, the collection was being put together, mm -hmm. but the official, like, English version was 1611. Okay. So, okay. as far as the collection together, put together, was around 500 AD, where they started putting the letters together. Okay. So, give, I need numbers. I need numbers. I need numbers. Anyways, <laughs> the thing that I was thinking about as we were just getting ready is there is proof in this. Because every time something goes wrong, like this time with COVID-19 that we've had it, the great quarantine of 2020. Um, I read where people were turning to the book um, 1611. Oh, I thought this were the the country, the state, the county, the township goes through, uh, let's just say pandemic this time. Many people turn towards the truth, God's word, for answers, even non-believers. And I, I think people get saved through that. I mean, if you're not touched by that, I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't know how to reach you. Let's just put it that. <laughs> I don't know how to reach you. How about you, Israel? You want to return fire on this one? <laughs> Yes, I've been like dying to say this. Okay, so how do you know our faith is real? How do you know that Christianity has it right? So at first I started thinking about this question this week about like how an atheist would think about it. But then I realized the vast, if 99 people have an answer and that one person against the stream has an answer, who's more likely to be right? The vast majority of the world believes in some kind of deity, some kind of God, some kind of Messiah, some something something special because they know the earth cannot be just 
a, a random set a random set of facts that this happened and this the odds of um ooze going from from a cell to a creature then from a creature to this because every single step has to be magnified <laughs> and the odds have to be crazy that they just keep extending the years that these numbers have to keep increasing so i'm not going to try to prove you with facts but the world knows that the, something I, i'll do that for you yeah the world knows that the planet was created with some kind of breath what now how do I know that it's my God and my Messiah that created the world? So, one, the test of time. The Bible, even though Justin was talking about the age in, in 1611, the Bible was created. The I'm I'm also a Judeo-Christian, so I believe in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament was around, and it was it's been going now for some thousands of years, and it's been built upon. Civilizations have been built upon that. That's one thing. So it stands the test of time. Scripture after scripture, you can look that when people go out and they're, oh, goodness, I got so excited I forgot to turn. But when people go out <laughs> and to, to excavate or to go out and the ecological searches, they look to the Bible for direction. And you can look and, and, and they find biblical sites where things that are like, where towns and places and things that should not should not be there but the bible says they are they get found i have the bible to stand on but now let's transition that i mean we got the facts we know that the world believes in a deity here's how i know my christianity is right i i follow a faith that turns people that are drug addicts that society says should take years of counseling and one day of salvation go from a drug addicted to I am saved now. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror, and they are, and they are just a new person. And I see the transformation that you. There's a tons of photos online where you got people that a year before Christianity, a year after Christianity, they almost look completely different because Jesus loves them so much that the changes went from this to this. So there is a physical evidence. Two, personally. I've had God heal me of a broken leg. God has taken me from situations that I shouldn't be like, I'm not even harmed. God has healed me, protected me. God has blessed me in ways that I can't even tell you. I mean, taking someone from New York City, Connecticut, Boston, transferring them to Michigan and for things to all work out and for jobs to be created and for, for opportunities, it's a God thing. And like, if you don't know... It's really hard for me to say for someone who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ to say this is happening until you let your open up your heart and open up your mind to Jesus. Because you will be amazed at what happens in life. And it's so easy for a Christian to say, I know my God is real because they're experiencing God. If you don't experience Jesus and you don't experience God, it's kind of hard for you to know that. That's why he says, come, come know me. Come spend time. Like. I got really excited with thinking about my faith and I know my faith is real because the transformations that are people's lives, the good things that happen, even like some of the bad things that happen all still lead towards his glory. That's, that's awesome. You know, I got to point this out. I, I've heard probably, I think three of you mention already about the experience. And, and I think, I don't know, it sounds kind of, powerful to me that that's a big part of 
of, of what this is. Why, what, what do you think, Tom, when it comes to the whole experience thing? Give me, give me your opinion on that. Well, <clears throat> looking at it from, like Wayne was bringing up, how it's like our, our, uh, our parents or how we're upbringing. I was raised in the church. been reading the Bible since I could read. Started off with a little felt objects that you put on walls, you know. Yes. Walls. <laughs> learn, learn, learn the Bible stories that way. Um, hey, I'm doing that with my kids now. Yes, so. <laughs> I love that. And, and so you, you go from that stage, and then you, you you witness it grow out. Because when you leave the nest and you go see life on your own, you kind of walk away, or God lets you think. You walk in the way, and he's taking you through all these trials. And then you come to that realization, like, oh, my dad's been right the whole time? Come on, really? <laughs> you know, the, the change in life from not following the Bible standards to following them is, is like night and day. Not saying that you get everything you want, but you're taken care of. It's a popular saying that a faith that's not tested can't be trusted. So how do I know that my belief that, that my God is real? How do we know we got it? Well, if you go extra biblical and like helicopter up above it. Okay, side side note, I gotta stop you there. What does extra biblical mean? Extra that, biblical maybe means any kind of resources that are outside of the Bible uh, resources. Right. So you're talking about like History or History, science or exactly. yeah, some okay. It's all extra biblical. All right. Now there's a, a Josephus, who's an old time writer that wrote the stories that coincided with the Bible. Even though he wasn't a follower of the way, those stories that he wrote proved. Part I mean, he of was the Bible. he was actually his he was actually a full blown historian. Like he that's what he did. He spent his life collecting the truth. And so nowadays you have people that are trying to defend the Bible, the rule book. And then you got people that are trying to disprove the rule book. Anywhere you go, it's revolving one way or another around the Bible. So everybody, whether they believe or not, they take notice of this. And because of that reason, and then you, you practice the things that are in the Bible, that are in the... It's not just words in a book. It's just not just tall tales that are written, it repeats itself time after time, generation after generation. The things that you learn in the Old Testament are still happening today. The things that are happening in the New Testament, you still see happening today. It's a book of life. It's a book that talks about life. It also is an instruction manual on how to, how to live it. And so that there, I just got goosebumps right there talking. And uh, that there is how I know personally, like speaking out to the, the young Christians, the ones that are, uh, have just came to know Christ, that are looking around and saying, if, if this is a world like this, how can God be real? How can God really love us? God is love when there's all this bad stuff happening. Allow your, allow your learning, allow your, your, your technique to show through. If you understand how, how to do something, then fight it from happening, then how can it not fail? But if you practice stuff and allow it to work in you, through you, and trust, that, that's the faith part right there, when you trust that God has you, that things will be okay according to his word, 
your mind will get blown. There's no other way I can, I can say it. I mean, you're not going to wake up tomorrow a millionaire, but you will find with that release of worry, that release of the, the stresses of trying to force everything and letting the creator of the world take that burden for you, as it says in the word, man, you can't, you can't deny that. How about you, Justin? Where are you sitting at? Tom, I just want to agree with you, though, while Justin's doing that. That that logic that the world kind of the world revolves around Jesus. Like when we can talk about Muhammad, we can talk about um, Buddha. No one gets. There's not huge conflicts. There's not. There's not um, censorship about that. But you mentioned Jesus in the public square. You start talking about Jesus in business or in anything, and you are immediately start getting conflict. Why? Why? Because there's real power with that concept. No one. I mean, when you start when you start saying, "Oh, I'm for I'm for Muhammad," and you start doing all these different, no one's going to get mad at you. There's not there's not a push to keep you down. You start trying to go up and say, "Hey, let's talk. Let's start praying in school, or let's start sharing the Bible in school," and it's like it's like a whole new new level of conversation there. And if it was fake, why would it matter? Because, like, I can say. I want to play Pokemon cards in school. No one cares because it doesn't mean anything. It has no power behind it. Right. And I would actually agree with you on that. Israel is, but you're coming from the stance of tolerance. When, when it comes to religious tolerance from a public perspective, it seems like Christianity. And, and I, I I'm saying this from the media standpoint, Christianity seems to, you can, it's a free, it's a free blow, man. I mean, you could just go at it. But when it comes to these other faith systems, if anybody talks against them, um, no matter what your affiliation is, if anybody talks against them, what are you doing? And, and, you know, you're intolerant. And yet, you know, Christianity can have, have that, that, that free blow. Uh, when it comes to, the word of God, or I'm sorry, when it comes to knowing that my faith system has yeah, really has it, yeah, Christianity, is, as we'll say, and we, we've done an episode on this. I'm, I'm not entirely partial to the term Christian because it's kind of a loaded word. Uh, many people, if you go to them and say you're a Christian, they 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 believe that you know, in in their mind, they may have this idea of what a Christian is when you're actually talking about this over here. You know, I'm, I'm a Bible-believing follower of Christ. When they think, oh, well, you are, I'll, I'll just toss an idea, something I've heard, like uh, a lot of Muslims believe that if you say Christian, they believe that you are a Roman Catholic and you follow the Pope and you have, you agree with everything that Donald Trump does when it comes to foreign, you know, things against Islamic people, you know what I mean? That's what they—that's their mindset. You know, I'm not saying anything against them. I'm saying that's their mindset of what they believe a Christian is because that's what they've been exposed to as far as a Christian. But when I say Christian, I, I'm saying a, a Bible-believing, you know, a follower of Christ that is doing their absolute best to, to develop their own, uh, the, they're doing their best to develop the character in the, in the uh, into Christ's character. My best, I guess, how do we know we have it right? I, I, I love that you guys went with experience like right out of the gate because I think that's so important. Uh, I know my pastor tells me, he says, he's, he's asked this before many times, what's the greatest miracle that Jesus has ever performed? He says it every time he goes 
the greatest miracle that Christ has ever performed, he's still performing today, and that's turning a sinner into a saint. He said that is the greatest thing that he can do. Bringing somebody back from the dead, that's not a big deal. No, when the, the heart is changed, that's, that's something special. And it's it's about that experience, but I'm I, you guys know I'm the facts and figures guy. I, I I would say for me at least I know when I studied uh, creation science, and we've talked about this before. That's my testimony, by the way. I I was raised in the, I was raised in the church, you know, and, that, and that's that was my thing, you know. Like I, I've told you guys, I don't know when I became saved. I can't tell you because I just I kind of like slid right in. And we can we can we can take care of that right now, Justin. <laughs> we can pray with you, Justin. Can, then you'll have this date and this time. This date, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know when I became. Uh, I can honestly say I'll say a, a serious Christian, and it was when I finally realized that you know this was not just a book of you know moral stories and a collection of things that happened, you know, leading up to this guy named Jesus, right? No, I I went in and I realized, once I started learning about the science, wow, there's actual science in the Bible that backs up. It's like stuff you can observe and test and demonstrate. This is awesome. And then, you know, within the past, like, four or five years, I started studying prophecy. Whoa, Tom, you went into history. That's awesome because... A lot of people, like, nobody denies the prophecies in Scripture because they know they're accurate. Like, you just read the book of Daniel. It talks about, the you know, from, from Nebuchadnezzar to Medo-Persia to Babylon, I'm sorry, from, from Babylon to Medo-Persia to Greece to Rome to divided Rome. It tells this succession of empire, major empires in the world. And nobody, nobody disagrees because that's history. They, but they always say, like you guys were saying about, you know, people fighting, fighting the word of God. They say, well, obviously, the book of Daniel was written way after all this stuff happened, and they put a date, and you know, somebody did this. Why? Because they know it's accurate. Mm -hmm. And that's, for me, that's, that's huge. I, I know we have it right because, I, I, and I would say this is my biggest, biggest thing, is the impossibility of the contrary. And, and you can go a thousand and one different ways. Of, you know, okay, so how do, how do you know Christianity? And I, by the contrary, I mean, you know, there is no God. Let's just go the, the extreme atheist, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, there absolutely is no God. Hostile atheist, you know, just like that kind of side note type of type of thing. But that's that, that's been my, my personal experience when it comes to that. So go ahead and give. Here's the thing. Rapid fire up. What is your best defense for your faith in Christ? For your faith system? Because we just got done talking about how Christianity, quote-unquote, has it right. <laughs> What's your best defense? If you were to bring it out right now, what, what would it be? So, my best defense here, I'll, I'll jump in here. My best defense, it's not straightforward. <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> it's not. It's not straightforward, and I'm going to be referencing a movie, The Chosen, because he, <laughs> he, he spoke it so well, the gentleman that plays Jesus in that, when they were getting ready to go through Samaria, and they were fighting him, they're like, we can walk around it. It's okay. We can walk around it. Why would we want to go through here? And he, he shushes everybody, and he says, now listen, if we're going to stop and have a discussion about the things that we're going to do that's different than what you're used to, this isn't going to be an enjoyable trip for any of us. <laughs> 
and that right there is it. Like you, you, you spend your life knowing. Well, if you grow up in the in the, in the church like I have, you spend your life knowing, and then you want to debate. Well, this is what you're telling me to do, but this is what I want to do. You don't go anywhere fast, and it's not enjoyable for anyone because you you know you're not doing it right. <laughs> And when you do it right according to the scriptures, then I want to say it's easy, but it's better. It's better. Well, you you get that perspective when when you go that route because then I don't even know how to put this thing. And this is hard because the word of God is is it's living and powerful, and when it's making that that shift in your life, it's very difficult. For us to to explain that, like how how is it how is it changing you? How is it how is it doing this? And I like that. That's awesome. The the, the trust fall, you know, in, in in camp, and you have to close your eyes, and, and you have to fall, you know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and you have to fall backwards, you know. You, you see those videos <laughs> where people forget that rule, and you have to fall backwards. You have to fall into the arms that you know is going to be I, there. I'm one of those you. guys. I, I try. Yeah, they try that fall forward because they, they're like, "Well, if you're gonna catch me, catch me this way." You know, <laughs> if you say that you can, you know, don't test fate. God doesn't even want to be tested. <laughs> you know? He says, "I'm here to catch you." Well, if you're gonna catch me, then I'm gonna do what I want. I want you to catch me this way. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, sometimes we do that, and the consequences of our choice is like soldier man. Soldier man, mm-hmm. he he allows us to choose that, yeah. And but he'll he'll always bring us back, just like I'm always talking about being a father, pulling them back in. Sometimes you have to let them go. Uh, my my defense, uh, I get a little bit coach like. I, I would I would hate to be the person that like you're witnessing to because I could see you like the preaching coach like coming out at the same time. But 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 it's so important. The to passion, be full of full of love. I was talking. I was talking today. I was talking to somebody at work today. It's like this. Everyone is seeking love in their life, whether they know it or not. Everyone wants to be loved. This guy right here. I think about him all the time. Sully wants to be loved. He wants to be loved. He's with us. We love him. <laughs> he he accepted Christ as his personal savior. He's a young Christian. He's drawn to God because of love. Because of love. Would you agree? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Um, and that's for me the the overall evidence of this Christian, this faith that we have, is based on love. And it starts with for me, it goes right to the cross. Jesus died on the cross for me. That's the love he's giving me. And yet he's still allowing me to choose. Choose. I mean, think about the two on the cross, the two guys next to him. We talked about this before. One didn't choose. The other did choose. But this was all about love. How can you not be drawn to this? How can you not be drawn to this? Our parents loved us enough to plant those seeds in us. To, to encourage us along the path, we ultimately have to be moved to make the choice. But we still, we still do dumb things. <laughs> we still do dumb things. No. And God still loves us through these dumb things. I mean, if I could just share a couple of things from the last few weeks. When we went into this quarantine, 
There was so much, and I hesitate to say this, but imagine the teeth, not in our family, other people outside of our family. So scared, so nervous. But we went into this, and there was a calm within our family. There was a calm, there was a peace. The financial thing everyone worries about was not a worry. And I've heard, I've talked to many people, God has blessed them abundantly through this time. I can say that's a miracle in itself for me as well. In the course of the quarantine, we were preparing a house to sell. And we were praying for that one perfect time. God knows, my wife had a little bit of a, a breakdown because she was nervous. This is a nerve-wracking thing to sell a house. And to oh, yeah. Know, oh, yeah. To not know where you're going next. And I, God prompted me. He spoke to me. He said, I already know the perfect time. I know. So I was able to share that with her. And within days, we had a perfect time. There's a, Amen. there was a, uh, I mean, to me, that's a miracle. There's little miracles. There's big miracles. Broken legs are huge, Israel. I didn't want to leave you out because that is huge. These life experiences, this love that God gives us every day is evidence enough for me. That's my evidence. I've seen you speak to people before, and that is one thing that I think is crucially important that almost nobody would disagree with outside of, I would say, the the either like hardened atheist or hardened Buddhist that, you know, the atheist will say, well, love is just a chemical reaction. The, yes. the, you know, the, the Buddhist yeah. or, or Hindu will say something to the effect of love is an illusion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like, you know, barring that, I would say that almost <laughs> everybody or nearly everybody would would agree with that, that everyone everyone is seeking to to some measure or another of that belonging love mm-hmm. that Christ. And, and I, I was I was listening to a book uh, mm-hmm. while I was at work and it's called the. Uh, I can't even think of the book now. Um, this anyway, was on break, right? This was on break. What was that? This was, was on break, break right? <laughs> I listened to part of it during break. Okay. <laughs> you do have to know what. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was it was called Desire of Ages. Anyway, uh, it's 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 just a, it's just a uh, a story of uh, she she basically goes through the entire Gospels about Jesus, like his story of Jesus, mm-hmm. and she breaks it down into a more tangible story rather than just. You know, like, because, you know, all of the disciples, they give their own perspective. She kind of puts it together and talks about each one and tells it in a story about how Christ affected people's life. And one of the things that she mentioned was that that Jesus himself was very open and loving to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone he came in contact with, he, he, you know, he's, he came with his arms open saying, come to me, I, I you know, Come to me, all of you who are laden and heavy burdened, and, and and just you know, come to me for healing. Come to me for this, you know. Even the children, he said, come, come, you know. Which I think I, I'm just saying, I'm confirming with what you're saying. That's awesome because yeah. I think even talking to people like that, you can. I guarantee you, they're gonna go. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, is Israel selling? I forgot the question. Okay, rapid fire round. Even though this hasn't been bringing up. <laughs> 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 That's the reason why I got distracted. Well, okay, okay. What is what is your best defense for your faith in Christ? Well, I do like the idea of history because history is a big thing for me. Because even 
the Romans, you can actually see in their history of, you can actually go back and read part of the legions that were actually sent over there to the actual desert parts and where they were located. They actually had several forts they broke into <laughs> and they had several assassins and different, like, there was so much history during that time period. You're talking similar to what, like, Tom Tom was saying, yeah. with the extra-biblical, historical, yeah. archaeological sides of that? Yeah, That's because awesome. you can go into the, the original parts of the assassin, which actually is in the Bible, and then it also goes into the actual Roman legion when they actually attacked their old fort, which then led them to find the other assassins. But they also did go into the one city where Jesus was actually walking around and everything else. The Trojan horse uh, was another one that I liked in the different battles of those. Like, it's just mostly history for me because you can actually look at it and go, hey, that battle actually did take place. <laughs> wow, that actually happened. Oh, that boat? Oh, look at the water. Oh, look at the erosion on the rocks. That actually did happen. Oh. Um, and then if you look at it, like, uh, spiritual side that I was going to go into, I, like, I followed Buddhism for a little bit because I was lost at that point in time. <laughs> I, I later found a uh, wonderful factory worker that I did not have any disagreements with. Not at all at first. We got along just perfectly. <laughs> and she... At, at first. Was this... <laughs> is it, is it, I don't think she's talking about me. We no, 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 no. <laughs> this was a very good friend of mine yeah. named Lisa. At first, we got into a disagreement. We had to be called into the office. <laughs> I was told I wasn't right. I I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't right. <laughs> and I was just kind of dumbfounded. Later, became her friend. We started going to church together. And that's where I found like the first church that I really liked to go to. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Israel, go ahead and jump in there, man. Okay, so um, we got. I've talked about like the big things and salvation and the world believing in a deity, and then I took sort of talk about personal miracles. But if I guess if I had to defend my faith, and it depends on the person who I'm defending my faith to, but I would just talk about odds and just how God provides, and then I and immediately I think of the constant example. I needed to teach a sermon on God taking care of finances and how God provides for people. And so the long story short, I'm a service tech in Connecticut and I'm always traveling. However, this one day I was at my boss's garage who I, I'm never in his garage because there's no money in me sitting in his garage cleaning things. I was cleaning something. And then it's also, mind you, it's summer. And then a propane truck comes to fill his propane his oil truck, an oil truck, which he doesn't use heat in the summer, but he's filling the oil truck in the summer. At this exact time, I'm driving a stick shift Jeep in the city that I am absolutely hating because if you park it, it also rolls backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
anyway, I park on a hill. And mind you, I worked at a zoo before, so I'm good with animals. And I've, I've always loved animals. Guy's filling up the oil. And then he's, for some reason, this guy comes to comes up to me in the garage. He's holding something in his hand. And there's a little bird with a, with a fishing wire tied around its wing that got caught underneath my van, underneath my Jeep. Because when the bird flew underneath the Jeep, sat there enough time for the Jeep to roll backwards, to get caught on the fishing line, the oil truck driver was able to notice the bird, comes gets me because he's scared of the bird. I grab, you know, I grab it. I'm with him, and then I t- show him like, "Hey, it's a starling," and I take off and I hold its wings, open its wings, and I take off the fishing line, and then I let it go. And you know, like, "Hey, it's fine, perfectly fine," not knowing at the exact moment like that that I go back to cleaning, and then God hits you like. There is your example of how I provide. Because the Bible says that he had, he cares for he cares for even the birds in the fields. How much more does he love you than he loves the birds? Like, so that's an example of like how my God's a real God. I needed a concrete example of God. So God's like, let me take you from working to cleaning. Let me fill up an oil in in the middle of summer. Let me get the bird with a fishing line from the ocean going into the suburbs. And then letting the Jeep roll backwards to catch on it and then all be okay. And then the guy bringing the bird and then you knowing exactly what to do to get the string out the bird and then letting the bird go being perfectly fine. That's the God who provides. And that's the God who takes care of. So that's how I would describe like my God. It's so amazing that he created the universe with into existence with a word of breath that's just like exist. That's the same God who can take care of a bird to make sure he's like, if he needs an example, this is the example I'm going to give you. So that's how I would defend my faith. That God is so amazing that he can orchestrate all that. And even if you deny him, he still loves you. <laughs> wow, man. I heard him just wrap up like a whole bunch of stuff all inside. Major <laughs> preacher. Although I would, I would probably, if, if I were to get mine, I would say probably the similar to what, what you were saying, although I, I would probably not go to the providing. I, w- I would say it depends on who I'm talking to, because when you're, defending, when you're defending your faith, the interesting thing is, is normally when you're defending your faith, I put in quotations, because usually that means that someone's fighting on the other side, and if you come to them in a common ground, usually the battle's over and then you can sit as two people discussing a topic instead of trying to f- fight and claw your way to the top yeah and and if if i could just jump in here yeah i don't i just don't the argument I, it's not worth it unless you're on common ground and you can discuss with that argument i mean it's just to me it's not necessary it's over it's over yeah. uh, we'll come back to this another time when you're ready to discuss it i mean I don't want to defend it. I want to share it. I want to share it through love. And we're going to talk about facts. We're going to talk so, about yeah. Yeah. You mean an actual so debate? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard <laughs> that <laughs> word before. <laughs> At least nowadays. Yeah. That's another important thing is that if you look through the Bible, there's not very many battles that people want on their own. If it, especially when it comes down to, like, huge religious feats. It's always God providing. 
Right. <laughs> no, it actually says that. Mm. What was it? Um, and, and, and just to throw this in, Tom, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but God always gives the right words to say. He always <laughs> gives the right words to say. If you think that you're not going to have them, God always provides. I'm glad Israel brought that up because He always does, whether it's providing in, in food that you need, shelter that you need, but words that you need, they come. God gives those words. Even if you're in those situations where it's like you can't get out of this. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to say. Well, God gives you the words. Right. Well, I'm sorry. Well, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Um, we talked a lot tonight about how we know our, our, our faith is right. And I, I just want this this question to go back to you listeners and, and, and respond in the comments. Uh, if you see us walking around the shop and you work with us, pull us off to the side and, and, and let us know like your answer, because we'd love to even talk to you in person about this. But, but much like the story I brought up, we're going to have us another topic. But there's always those areas in your life that you, you need God to help you get through instead of walking around. That there, with Him helping you through those areas, is what's going to help you reinforce why new Christianity has it. Why God has it, because He has you. With that being said, we're going to wrap this up. This has been Tom. This is Wayne. This has been Sully. This is Israel. This is Justin. Thanks again for watching. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Adios. Bye, guys. Adios. Bye, con Dios. Shalom. Hello again. I hope you had a great time. If you ever want to reach out to that chili crew, you can find them on the interwebs. You can find them in the Book of Faces, a Twittering Bird, and now also on a YouTube. YouTube. Who makes up these names? Anyway, and if you want to be part of the conversation, the chili crew every Thursday at 7 p.m. will go live on Facebook. Especially during this time, it's great to hear from anyone. I tell you right now, the UPS man's become my new best friend. Well, I hope y'all stay safe, and Lord bless you.